You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, Russell Westbrook at this point, I feel like he, especially on that team where there is only so much ball to go around, like, Pat Bev has no – he's never going to be the guy. Like, so that is, like, take a guy that just wants to, like, shoot all the time and control the ball, takes him out of the mix, whereas the ball's going to run through LeBron anyway, and you got Anthony Davis if he's healthy. I, I mean, would, everybody knew that was a disastrous idea. Right. Whoever came up with that, like, what are you doing? I mean, it was it probably no it was LeBron, right? I mean, he handpicked yeah, the team, right? It's the reports, yeah. I mean, I – I think it helps, you know, from a betting perspective, I, I don't think it moves the needle necessarily, but I do think it, you know, you put that lineup out there. I'd be curious to see. It I can't be any worse than last year's Lakers team. Yeah. We, we were talking about the uh, lack of offers that the Nets clearly got for Kevin Durant. What kind of offers are you getting for Russell Westbrook now? Probably nothing. <laughs> who, yeah, wants, but... who wants him? I, I love watching him. Great, great talent, like always entertaining. But if I'm a fan of a team, I don't want him on my team. I guess it'd be cool to watch him every day. Maybe if you are in a spot where you're like, look, you need a couple superstars. We don't have a couple superstars. At least it's going to be appointment viewing to see Russell Westbrook on my team, on my television every single night. I I guess in that sense, you wouldn't want Russ. But if you have any grand plans of winning anything uh, this upcoming season, I'd have no desire to have him on my roster. Well, that's what I find interesting about the drama between these two because, I mean, people drag Russell Westbrook for, you know, padding his stats, not being able to carry a Mm -hmm. team, the lack of success that he's had in the playoffs. And the quote that I found from 2019, Russell Westbrook said, quote, Pat Bev trick y'all, man. Like he playing defense, he don't guard nobody, man. He just running around doing nothing. (laughs) But like Russell Westbrook gets similar criticism you know himself so i you know the old saying like when you point the finger you have you know all these fingers pointing back at yourself but you got to take a look in the mirror man well it's funny because the two of them one is very active on offense and one is more active on defense it's just yeah Yeah. they're not players that do it on both ends of the court but um yeah i think if you plan on winning you'd rather have Pat Bev, but I just can't believe that the Lakers are blinded to think that that would actually work. It's just insane. Like everybody's like, "What are you doing?" and uh, and they had to see it on the court for a full year. But Joe G's all in what on LeBron, so he's excited. What does this mean for the Kyrie um, trade rumors? I oh my god, yeah, yeah, add Kyrie to this mix. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Please, this is fantastic. Oh I love god. It. 
I would think this the, the Nets coming back together means he's staying, at least for the start of the season, right? They're going to try to run that thing back with Durant and Kyrie. So it probably means Kyrie to the Lakers is dead for now. And that's right. why they moved on to to Pat Bev. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was hoping when I hopped on it would be time Pat Bev. Um, I, I think it's... <laughs> It's it's I can't wait to watch this nonsense between those two. Well, I, I still think Westbrook could be off the team though. I, I don't know if he's there much longer. They, they gotta, I'm good. They gotta drop it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's what uh, we were saying. And it's just okay. I get sick of the Lakers coverage as is when they're irrelevant. So I hope they're at least relevant because the coverage is going to be in our face anytime there's anything NBA. Every first story on ESPN is going to be about they're going to just going to make up stupid topics to, to talk about the Lakers. So I hope they're at least decent. I, ho- I hope so, because it's going to be nonstop. It, you know, last year just got to a point. Why are we even talking about this team? Like they're n- everybody makes a playoffs. They're not even going to be in the playoffs. Like just get out of here. <laughs> this trash organization, get out of here. Uh, but yeah, so I hope they at least compete. They'll be interesting. The, the problem is for us, you never get anything fair on them. Title odds, no. win total. If you want to back them to do anything, you really can't bet it because they're robbing you. I mean, I don't hate Joe G's LeBron bet the other day, though. I mean, that was pretty good value. If they are able to be relevant, that number's just that the odds are just going to get shorter. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna twenty five to, to one on LeBron. Yeah, he, well, that's it, right? He still performs at a level where if if they're in it, he'll be in the mix. I mean, he averaged thirty points a game last year. But Joe, you're right; he has to play. He has to he has to suit up. Now, I don't think he's got to play seventy eight, eighty two games. I mean, those days are probably over for him. But he has to be healthy. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to take a few games off, load management. That'll happen. He's old now, but if he plays seventy games, it plays at a high level, and they're in the mix. He's an MVP candidate again. And you know the NBA wants him to have one more year. It's like they've only got a few left of him. In as like they're he'll if he's an MVP yeah. candidate, he'll be everywhere. Everyone will be talking about it because they want to highlight that for sure. Well, we're, mm-hmm. th- this move is going to make us talk about the Lakers even more. You would think if they're relevant, so that means more mm-hmm. LeBron than we already have. But we'll see. It could be there. Yeah, yeah as long as he plays X amount of games, I don't know what that threshold is. It's got to be into the 70s. As long as he does that, he could be in the mix. Um, I don't know about you guys, but Major League Baseball, Daily Cards, I'm at the point where, and I think we see this year after year in the last couple of months, I think it's more challenging now to handicap Major League Baseball than any other part of the year. It's like Some days you have, it's extreme, all these heavy favorites, they're all covering, and then, and then you have these random events like the Cubs, taking down the Cardinals and you have Snell as the hottest pitcher in baseball. And, and then he gets trashed. Who to could Jake's have seen delight. this coming? It's almost like what? someone would have saying that the scheduled Blake Snell failure was coming. <laughs> well, you also said that Annabelle Sanchez is terrible. How's he looked his last three starts? Listen, everybody has a little fun <laughs> in youth, right? You win some, you lose some. Dude. Sant, have you seen the money line on the Nationals in his last three wins here? It's wild. It's crazy. So I'm full ahead on, on, on football. How about how about you guys? Are you guys still doing baseball every day? I just find it even more difficult than it already is. I I said this yesterday. Like my um, money line first five parlays were hitting for like two weeks. It was great, and now I just 
I'm just out. <laughs> I yeah. can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think I still think some props are still uh, worth looking into. Certain players, home runs, what we do every day for fun. But some of the money lines, like it, it's obnoxious. Did you see today's mm-hmm. Mets Rockies money line? I'm looking at a minus four fifty on the Mets. It's a baseball well, game. Those losers I mean, better win. God, yeah, they I, I need a win. Can I get a win? Can I get a oh, win? Oh, that's because you took them this week. That's yeah. There's always a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll beat the Rockies. Um, Richard has well, really good numbers against the Grom. Like some of those guys, like it's not a he doesn't dominate that lineup. I'm just saying, like at that number, know. it could be interesting. Oh, Plus one fifty for the, the one and a half on the Rockies is really funny. Might wow. have to do it. Might yeah, they set the, the Grom strikeouts at nine and a half again. We're doing this is where they're going to hang it every every time now. Nine and a half. Right. The way the Mets just the way the Mets have been hitting. I mean, the, uh, historically, they don't ever give them any support, right? No, I I think they'll be fine today. And would they score like four runs in that Yankees series? Yeah, there's only two games though. I mean, they came off of beating yeah, the Phillies three out of four. So yeah, you're not no, going right, to We'll see what they do. Too. Those bums. You're not. You're not. Um, the other uh, big thing. One and a half game lead, by the way. Pay attention to that. These Mets. I still think. You laugh Mets. at me by saying they, they suck, but watch. Watch them I lose still, this division. World Series, baby. I still think they win it. I still think they win the division. But it's a great race. It's a great race for the number two seed in the NL. Other big thing last night to hit on. Tyron Smith, left tackle for the Cowboys. Out. It is a hamstring tear. I saw late last night that that's the kind of injury that could cost him the season. Further clarification today, how long? It's a long-term injury. There's there's no other way to say it. The left tackle for the Cowboys is out and out indefinitely. It's been a disastrous offseason for Dallas. I mean, the, the one thing that they don't have to worry about is Dak, right? He's back. He had a good year. He's healthy. He's fine. Everything else, though, is bad. I mean, you got the McCarthy dark cloud over that team. They lose so much in free agency. I didn't think they did much in the draft to help them this year. Now they lose another offensive lineman. I think Dallas is in trouble. I, I, you know, they were a good team last year. They're in trouble. And they're still, you look at the NFC East, the Cowboys are plus 145 and the Giants are plus mm-hmm. 750. Is there that big of a difference between those two teams? That seems crazy Oof. to me. As the difference is the quarterbacks, but I know what well, you're that's saying. That's true. But yeah. day, I mean, in day ball, we trust. You got to think. I do agree. Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones, I don't know what's going to happen there. But if anyone can help him, it's day ball, right? Sure. Tyron, Tyron Smith is a massive loss. But what I'll also add is I don't remember the last time we had a week when Tyron Smith was not either on the shelf or on the injury report. Like this guy is always hurt. And I just look back, last full season he had, seven years ago. 2015's last time he played 16 games. Like, he's awesome. We all know he's a lead at his position. He was a big reason that they were viewed as the best offensive line in the game for so long. But he has been injured a whole lot, whole lot, after the last six, over the last six, seven years. But that's a big one. That's a big one. Not a great sign of things to come. And I, I don't know anything positive that has happened – uh, with the Cowboys in the last eight months. And then you add, well, I'll give you one thing. The schedule's pretty soft, but the turnover okay. differential from last year, 
They were number one in the NFL. So, I mean, you got that yep. terrible offseason. The offensive line, they lost a lot. And now more so, I mean, they can't mm-hmm. figure out, you know, Pollard's more productive, but they still force it to Zeke. Those Cowboys, those Eagles, Giants, exact the bets we talked about, like go Eagles, Giants, 1-2, or Giants, Eagles, 1-2, the 14-1, to 22-1. I'll definitely be taking a much closer I'll, look at those. Let, let me what if we get, and I think this is possible, last place teams, Cowboys and Patriots? Isn't that possible? No. Yes, it the is. Patriots will not finish behind the Jets. You're sure? I think they're. Oh, oh yes, Mac Jones season. Forgotten Mac Jones no, season. It's right. Bill Belichick and Robert Sala. Joe Flacco starting week one. I mean, the Jets suck. I mean, the Jets are bad. We might be saying that about th- the Patriots this year. Yeah, I, I, I'm not ready to go there yet on the Patriots. But the Cowboys won? I, you might not be crazy on that. The Cowboys have missed the playoffs. we got to look at that number because there might be two or three spots in the NFC open for playoff spots. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksford, Beck UL Daily. That's a hop. And we'll talk to Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, next about all this, including the Tyron Smith injury right here on the Beck UL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.